In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is hard to believe that today is the fourth Sunday in Lent. That means that in just three weeks, it will be Easter Sunday. We are halfway through the 40 days of Lent. Although we have joked on a number of occasions that it really feels like we have been in Lent for the last year. Um, And it feels in a lot of ways like we are about to experience something new. Um, I am struck by the Old Testament reading, the reading in Numbers, and one of the things I'm learning is um, probably helpful for some to give a little bit of background. So we're going to give the big overview of how we have arrived at today. You might recall there was a man named Abraham who was promised to be the father of many nations. He had a son, Jacob, who had 13 children, 12 boys. One of those was Joseph. Joseph was the favorite, um, and being the favorite when you have a lot of siblings is not always a good thing. So... Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. You might recall he's the man with a technicolor dream coat. And Joseph ends up in Egypt. Now, he is in prison. He becomes the interpreter of the Pharaoh's dreams and begins to kind of help Egypt plan for this great famine which is about to happen. And the famine happens, and Joseph becomes very important to Pharaoh. Now, this is important because the entire region is going through great devastation. The Israelites are faithful and want to know how God is going to provide for them. And so they make the trek to Egypt. God provides. They are reunited with Joseph and they are able to survive the great um, loss of food and famine. Well, as life often happens, the tides change again. Pharaoh dies, and the new Pharaoh that is in place doesn't have that same appreciation for Joseph and his people. And actually worried about the kind of power and might of the Israelites, the Pharaoh enslaves the Israelites. And so this next chapter of their existence, they are enslaved and they are working and working and working under horrible conditions and they are praying to God that God will lead them through this. And what does God do? God raises up Moses who is delivered um, by the midwives of Pharaoh And through a series of events and plagues, God once again saves the Israelites and leads them into the wilderness, the parting of the Red Sea, and they end up in the wilderness being promised freedom and life. They are no longer working for Pharaoh in bondage. They are in the wilderness, yet they are provided for. They have the manna that we've heard about that comes down from heaven or quail. And yet, when we arrive at the story today, 
guess what? They're impatient. God that has provided over and over and over again is not moving quick enough. They probably feel like they've been in a pandemic for at least a year. And they want out. And so we hear this bizarre story of God sending snakes and the snakes biting the Israelites and they're dying. And then um, I'm I'm glad that we don't see God working in the same way anymore. Um, But the story is really about faithfulness. Do the Israelites believe that God will lead them out of where they are into fullness of life? And they're struggling to believe that so much that it costs their life. Now, there's an interesting article that is being shared online that um, I read last night. Um, in the Atlantic, in the health section, late-stage pandemic is changing our brain. The author, um, Ellen, is writing, and she is saying, she's like, you know, I, I can't remember all these things that I used to be able to remember. How much does a baby weigh? Does my dentist have a mustache? What does a bar smell like? She's asking her, her boyfriend, what is, she finds herself with all this ample time, and she's asking her boyfriend, what do we do? How do we fill our boredom? She's struggling to make sense. And, and, and it, the, the article goes on, and it talks about like brain chemistry, but the, the point I think that the article makes is that even those of us who have relatively ease and comfort during the mix of this, there still is this undergirding kind of what the author says are micro doses of stress that are changing our lives, changing our brains. Because we are stressed, because we don't know when we are going to come out of this, we don't know what's next, we don't know what's going to be left, we don't know what church is going to look like when we're all able to gather back in this room and sing our alleluias and praise God on Easter, whatever it looks like. So we're all facing this this kind of undercurrent of stress and anxiety and and worry that it doesn't even have to be heavy. It's just there, and it's changing our lives. Now, that's, that's physiology and social science. But as a priest, as a pastor, my question that that I've been wrestling with, is there a level that anxiety that comes from within my own self of failing to remember that God is still leading us forward? Is it really a question of faithfulness? Are we tempted, like the Israelites, to demand that we go back to the way things were? To ask out of this wilderness? Because at least when they were in slavery, they had meals every day. At least they knew what the next day would bring. 
as opposed to a faithfulness that says, God is always inviting us into fullness of life. I mean, listen to the the author of Ephesians. You are saved by grace. I mean, this is an understanding that Christ Jesus has redeemed us. This is not about what will happen in the future. It is very much about the present. Now, I know, I know that there are lots of reasons to be concerned as we constantly navigate what it means to to live in challenging times, and yet there is tremendous hope and possibility, and it looks like things are getting better. And yet, I'm also aware that there is still some deep concern and anxiety and fear But Scripture, Scripture invites us to trust. What is the the life that God is inviting us into? And if you think about it, Moses raises up the image and it provides life for that community. I dare to ask you, during this season of Lent, if we believe in the promise that God is inviting us into, then what do we need to be worried about? What are the new gifts that we are being invited to consider? Is it the daily reading of Scripture in our email Is it the new ways of checking in on loved ones or the new ministries that we are being invited to consider? What is the new thing that God is inviting you into? And can we have the boldness to believe in a way that changes our lives too? Amen.